On today's show, kids, we got an awesome show for you. We're talking about Zion Madness, the fight over at Kansas, Kansas State, a little Super Bowl preview, and Conor McGregor's return. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is January 24th, and Zion Mania is back in full effect. We all got to gush over him as he comes back into the NBA yesterday, two days ago. It's Friday. You're listening to this Friday. It was Wednesday. I need to get my facts right, but how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Zion is back, and I mean, everyone on the planet knows it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) unless you don't have any form of social media and don't have cable, you might not know. But outside of that, it is all over the goddamn place. Everyone knows. I think people traveling to the moon, astronauts, they know. They're aware. I kind of forgot because I went to the Xavier uh, Georgetown game, and I I got back on social media afterwards. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. That's tonight. Logged in, saw his five-minute spurt of just shitting on them, and then turned it off. I will say, it was pretty impressive, and I do love that it took him 18 minutes to nail four threes, and Ben Simmons has played, what, 200-plus games, and he's hit two? (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny, too. I think it's hilarious now. He went four for four from three. I mean, he's not really known as like banging threes. I think he shot like thirty-one percent at Duke, which is fine. But he didn't shoot a large quantity, so I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. I will, I will say, Zion, he's he's on he's on good terms with me right now. I hit three out of three prop bets on him over in points, over in rebounds, over in assists. He hit them all. The, so, the points was looking rough to start. <laughs> it was. I was like, oh, that's gonna be a big loser. But no, he he finished very strong. And then they, and then. They're about to win, and they have to take him out because of a minute restriction. I was like, what are you doing? Give him a game. Who cares? Uh, yeah, it was. Honest thing ever. I did not think it was going to go that well, given there were reports that they were reteaching him how to walk <laughs> properly. Yeah, and I was like, what right? is who is this goon out there? I watched one of the most dominant college basketball players probably <laughs> ever, and you guys got to reteach him how to walk? How to walk? Yeah. But well, that's getting a random call coming through. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I was not expecting that. But he banged four threes out, played very aggressive and good basketball. I'm gonna yeah. hold off though on the this guy's gonna be amazing takes just yet. He could yeah. still blow up to like 300 pounds being down in New Orleans, or better yet, he's a freak athlete. The body could go early. We'll see. I hope none of that happens because he is phenomenal to watch. He seems like an awesome dude, so I hope he does well. But I'm yeah. not crowning him king yet, like the rest of the media is. As of today. No, No, we should not crown him king. Also, we should recognize John Morant's been playing all year and has been dominating. So let's let's you know, let's not give Zion the rookie of the year already, okay? (laughs) John Morant is the rookie of the year so far. Yeah, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. He just came out. Teams are going to adjust. We'll see how he plays. I think he's gonna be a great I think he's gonna be a good player. He might even be great. Oh yeah. I'm holding off. I'm not I'm not judging what was it, like eighteen minutes? total yeah, or something like, <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. hold off um on the basketball front though we might as well talk about it the rumble in the jungle down in kansas kansas state i mean oh man we got wwe chairs getting broken out <laughs> style big suspensions coming down i've got to say when i saw it i'm a xavier alum mm-hmm. i immediately thought oh well then we must be going to a neutral site right we must be holding hands and singing Kubaya before every game. We must be changing the rivalry name, right? The world must be ending, right? No, I mean no. it's not. But it was, I would say, a much worse fight. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was deep in the stands. Um, <laughs> like in the handicap section, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in, in the stands were like old people sit. Um, so yeah, it was an ugly fight, very ugly brawl. Um, I I I blame D'Souza a hundred percent. The kid stole the ball from you. Who cares? You're winning by twenty points. I I know like you're supposed to just let him run out the clock, but you don't. You don't. Well, you can block him fine, but you don't stand right over top of him. That's just ultimate disrespect when it comes to like an athlete. So. I, I got to blame him for a lot of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I put it 101. Yeah, the kid's being kind of a dick stealing the ball. They're down like 20 at that point or a little over 30 maybe. Or 20. Yeah, yeah it was 20. I rewatched it last night. It's not only that he blocked it like spike volleyball style. He then proceeded to walk over to him because the guy slid from the block and then flex on him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't blame any of this really. On Kansas State, yeah, it was kind of a dick move. Like, just let them dribble it out. You're getting your kind of brains beat in. But way over part. <laughs> no shit, there's going to be a fight. And then they had to have them come out to finish the game, which was an all-time. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, just end the game. It's done. It's done. I mean, who cares? I mean, just, just wrap it up. I mean, at that point, like... <laughs> and they they came back out and half the half the stands are gone. I mean, I was like, well, this is weird. But uh, I guess over. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they had to finish it. I don't know. But yeah, ugly brawl, ugly, ugly brawl. I saw D'Souza. I think he got twelve games, um, deservedly so. I mean, I wouldn't have complained if he got more. I mean, it was it was bad. You can't do that. I know he's a kid, but you can't do that. Yeah, so there's part of me that goes, I love it because I love intensity of rivalry. Oh, yeah. I would have preferred it to stay on the court. And then as the, afterwards, we have to do the whole collective, oh, this is really bad for the sport, blah, 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 which I agree yeah. with. You know, but let's be honest, we also love violence. Oh, we love a good brawl. Let's be honest. Love a good brawl. Love a good fight. The bringing a chair in, though, crossing <laughs> the line. Moving into the handicap section to the fans, crossing the line. Like, if the athletes want to bang it out on the court, do it, but yeah. and then there will be repercussions as there should be in suspensions. But I'm not going to act like I didn't, on some level, personally enjoy it. Um, I will say it was definitely viewed as worse than the Xavier UC fight because the biggest suspension in the Xavier UC fight was six games. Uh, what's his face? I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, Salvo. No, what's his name? Oh, D'Souza. D'Souza. Yeah, Jesus. Um, <laughs> D'Souza. He got twelve. That's Basically, the rest of the regular season, they have 13 games left. He is yep. going to meet because they got to play again here um, down the road. It might, and I'm going to say this because it happened with Xavier UC. It sort of did derail the season a little bit because when a guy gets taken off the court for that long, you're the number two team in the country. You do lose kind of the rhythm and the flow of the game. So this yeah. is no joke for Bill Self. Like this is going to be tough to overcome, I think. I agree. I mean, it'll definitely have an impact on them. And you know what? I don't have much sympathy because they're one of those teams that they're one of those powerhouse teams that's got a bunch of sanctions and we're just sweeping it under the rug, wondering what's going on there. So you know what? You deserve it. Yeah. Um, you're not going to see any tears come from me on Kansas. No. Um, but yeah, ultimate WWE type of move to bring the chair out. Ultimate save by the assistant coach and just an ultimate fight. Like yeah, this. Just- one. <laughs> the assistant coach with just the block of the game, just <laughs> the strip of the game. I mean, yeah. also, I wondered whose stool did he steal? Was it a handicapped person's stool? Because that's not cool. 
No, I have to imagine it's probably one of those baseline cameraman stools or whatever because they're down there. But I think those are rolly, so I don't honestly know who he stole, where he got that yeah, from. He just took a scare from someone. <laughs> the, the, the pictures too were the funniest. Like the mascot with the hands on the head, the woman holding onto his leg. Show his leg. <laughs> The cheerleader holding back the cop. Did you see that one? Yes. There's some crazy photos. A lot of the fans are up here to the fans. They're not getting involved. The fans did a great job helping break it up. This is true. Yeah. A lot of times you see the fans get involved, but they're they're like, whoa, guys, whoa. Uh, A lot of petrified people there. A lot. I mean, I would have been scared out of my mind. I would have beat feet out of there. I I wouldn't hold anyone. I would have ran to center court. Be like, well, no one's here. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed that update. I saw it immediately. Had to go look at it because I wasn't watching the game. I got the update. I was like, "Fuck yes!" There's another fight that yeah. was somewhat overshadowed. I love that the Xavier UC one happened. It was my freshman year. Added a little extra spice to the rivalry, but oh, so good. Here's there a trend you. I do want to talk about. I think we talked about this last year, and I forgot about it to bring it up, not to move off from Kansas, but staying in college basketball. I think we talked about this. Teams that have historic colors changing their color scheme. I went to the Xavier Georgetown game. I walked in. I thought the Charlotte oh, Hornets man. were playing down there. What the hell? I know they changed those last year. I think what the hell was going on there? And Villanova this year broke out uniforms. It looks like Michigan's playing on the court. There's no yellow in their color scheme. I hate this movement. I hate it when they do it. Uh, Michigan State did it in football. I, I, I hate. I hate when they do that, especially these like proud, well-known, very recognizable programs. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to do some crazy-ass colors. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't look right to me. I'm not a fan of the movement. No, and it's also not like these colors, like with the Villanova yellow and the Georgetown, I don't even know what color that is, teal or whatever. Yeah, it's not know. really even in their color scheme. Like if you are a blue and you make it like a lighter blue, okay, I'm not going to be terrible. But it looks like a completely different team out there. I was like, who the hell are we playing tonight? I thought we are playing Georgetown. Oh, that's right. They got Charlotte Hornets jerseys on essentially now. <laughs> I'm used to those gray ones. Yeah, the grays or the dark blues. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look. hate that trend. But yeah. this is also the time of year where, as you've noticed, we're talking way more about basketball. This week was an explosion of basketball. You got the NBA moving to the storylines. We are approaching the darkness, as we mentioned, every week. We got one more football game coming up, which after this weekend, I've got to say, it is the best outcome of the AFC Championship and FC Championship game. we got the 49ers yes. Chiefs. 100%. This is coming out Thursday. We didn't do one earlier in the week, so we're not going to do a huge recap. But i got to say, insanely impressive wins on both sides. Very impressive. Um, I'm very happy with the matchup. It should pummel last year's awful Super Bowl where we went to halftime. I believe it was 3-0 when we went to halftime last year in the Super Bowl. I do not foresee that happening this year. Um, if it does happen, it'll be 3-0 Niners, and then the second half of the Chiefs will score 38 points, and it'll be very exciting. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I I don't know who to pick. Generally, I, I kind of – I I've always kind of gone with the heavy offensive teams, which a lot of times that isn't even the outcome, but it's just how my brain operates. I have no idea who to pick right now. I need more time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do – next week we'll do a whole breakdown of for it. So yeah. we'll get there. I need more time too because I saw a crazy stat about like how we typically think, which I'm going to we'll briefly talk about both games, but how I would say most people probably go into this would say if you ask them who has the better defense, you'd say 49ers are better than the Chiefs defense. Yeah. Since week 11, that's actually not the case, which is kind of crazy. crazy statistically. That is crazy. Yeah, like the 49ers are giving up 23 points a game about. 
Chiefs are only giving up about 15 since week 11. Like, they're giving up, like, in every major statistical category, they are better, which is insane. Uh, we'll get more to the breakdowns, but applaud the Chiefs. I don't think a single person thought they were going to be able to wrap up Derrick Henry. At one point, they were playing goal line on, like, the four. four oh, yeah. <laughs> they did a hell of a job. I mean, I did not Great. see that coming. I didn't either. I mean, I definitely – keeping Derrick Henry and the run he's been on, keeping him under 100 yards – Kansas City doing that? I thought, no way in hell. I figured 150, two touchdowns, but they did a great job wrapping him up and just keeping him contained. Um, I don't know if Derrick Henry kind of hit a bit of a wall. Um, if he did, that'd be completely understandable because, I mean, he's been running like a madman. It was the first time I've ever seen Derrick Henry in months look tired. So I'll yeah. give him credit. <laughs> it happens. I mean, the way he runs, it's eventually going to take a toll and hit a wall, but. Yeah. Still a scary, scary man. Going to get paid. I also like the kind of baller move they've got going on where the Chiefs just go down early and they're like, nah, no problem. No biggie. We'll just come no flying back. <laughs> yeah, they don't care at all. And yeah, great year for Derrick Henry. I think he has solidified himself as a top three, top four fantasy pick next year. Um, he's he's going to get his payday. Always going to pay that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for um, sure. I've got to say, this matchup is intriguing too because. We're going to get a lot of like the who has the better tight end because there's two great tight ends coming in there. Who's got the better offensive scheme? Is it the high flying passing game or is it the team that honestly makes running look fun and just beats your brains in with their run game in the 49ers? I mean, Jimmy only threw it eight times (laughs) and they were fine. It's crazy. It's a compelling matchup. Very compelling. It it should be interesting. I, like you said, just the, the young offensive genius versus the older offensive genius, um, the high flying chiefs versus the, the scheme you up kind of 49ers team. It'll be cool. It'll be, a, I think, it, I think we're in for a really good Super Bowl. Yeah. Speaking of the chiefs, cause this is obviously, or coaching, I should say, obviously going to be a storyline here. Where do you put this? If Andy Reed, if Andy Reed wins, I think he's automatic Hall of Fame quarterback or quarterback coach. Oh yeah. If he loses, I'm still of the opinion you put him in. He's still one of the best coaches out there, but do you think it happens, or where would you put him if he does not win this game? I still I still put him as, as a Hall of Famer as well. To me, Andy Reid is the Dan Marino of coaching. That's who he is. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, he's really, really good, and he's just never won. I, I don't – I mean – I, that's definitely a negative on his um, his resume so far, but the guy, I mean, his his win loss percentage is insane. He, I mean, his, his other than Super Bowl not winning Super Bowls, his playoff success is is generally pretty good. He's he's a Hall of Fame coach in my eyes, um, but there are people out there that call him overrated because he's never won a Super Bowl. But I, I, I disagree. Is insane. It's an insane yeah. metric. Like we. Yes. Super Bowl should be used to distinguish like the greats from a part of each other, but there's no reason you can't be a Hall of Famer. There are plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame, obviously, but on the coaching side, I mean, the man has an over 500 win record. He's 221-142 career. He's got about, I think he's exactly even postseason. Yeah, 14 and 14. He's been to a shit ton of conference championship games. Yeah, Yeah, he hasn't won the big one, Part of that is on him for sure with the Eagles game and the mismanagement down the stretch. Yeah. Part of it also, as Terrell Owens sort of alluded to this week, Don McMahon may have had a little too much fun the night before. That is what is being alluded to out there in the yeah, media. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, he is, I put him in. I think he's one of the greatest coaches. He's innovative as hell. He always changes it up. I think you put him in regardless if he wins, but I yeah. got him. If he wins, legacy set. He goes down as one of the best coaches the NFL's ever had. Yeah, he's in it, like you said, innovative, and he's able to adjust to the talent that he has. I mean, Here's another, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No, this, you're good. This kind of leads into that talent he has. Here's another question that's coming up. Patrick Mahomes, I saw this and heard this hot take that if Mitch Trubisky had been drafted to the Chiefs, he would be on fire, essentially, and Patrick Mahomes would not be so as much. How much Disagree. Disagree 100%. 100% I disagree with that. No way. I'm no, smart. I agree. <laughs> no. Mitchell Trubisky just doesn't have the arm that Mahomes has. I mean, Mahomes just – he'll have nothing, and he'll hurl it 65 yards to Tyreek Hill. Trubisky, I mean, he has a fine arm, and he can hurl it as well, but just – no. Just just that's that's – that's asinine. Yep. I think it would be a very like Alex Smith type situation. Yes, very great comparison. Yes, 100%. Because here's the thing about Patrick Mahomes. He, is a pheno- he has phenomenal athletic gifts, and I still think if he had gone to another franchise, he would. it is more probable than not that he would have been a great quarterback still. Yeah. I think he does get the – it's kind of that classic conversation of like if things went different ways – Patrick Mahomes very much, though, benefits from an organiza- organizational sure. structure that is elite. He has got oh, yeah. an elite head coach. He has got he got to sit a year. He's got elite talent around him where other guys go to different teams. Like, if he had gotten drafted by the Browns, he's probably not the Patrick Mahomes we know, but you can't take away his hard work and his athletic gifts. Like, I still think he would be very good. Yeah. But there is – he definitely gets the benefit, just as Tom Brady gets the benefit of being with Bell Belichick – all these great quarterbacks get the benefit of being with good organizations. Very few can just man up on their own. But to compare, to say that yeah. it would be reserves is insane. <laughs> I actually more strongly disagree with the side of the statement that says Mitchell Trubisky would be as good as Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs. Yeah. I disagree with that part more so than I disagree with the, you know, saying that Patrick Mahomes would like I, I like I don't think Patrick Mahomes would be quite as much of a stud. On the Bears, I, I yes. just don't. He wouldn't be, but to to imply that Mitchell Trubisky would be even ninety percent of what Patrick Mahomes is on the Chiefs—that is insanity. No, no chance. Nope, zero. I am with you a hundred percent on that. <laughs> but there is that argument, and this is a fine example of having good organizational structure and not being dysfunctional does yeah. actually help. <laughs> it no can turn quarterbacks into something pretty great if you get the right combination. Um, Another storyline, luckily for Kyle Shanahan, he doesn't have to worry about not running the ball because that's what he's doing. <laughs> like That's not going to be part of this Super Bowl, forgetting to run the ball late if he's up. Yeah, he won't get, uh, yeah, he won't get bashed for, like, not, for not wasting time. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. These two coaches, too, they both have kind of the history of just epic failures against the Patriots organizations. Like, very big mental dum-dum moments against the Patriots. Which, I would agree. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, most teams run into that problem, but they they too especially have it on the biggest stage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um last point before we move on. Actually, no, I'm just gonna say it. I honestly cannot wait, because I feel like this has not been mentioned yet. The show that Michael Irvin is gonna be on in Miami. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I think the Super Bowl is about to become more about Michael Irvin this week. 
this week, him and Gronk, then it will be about the actual teams because that man is about to run that town again. Oh, yeah, it'll be absolute madness. He's going to be hyped out of his mind uh, for reasons we all know. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be real hyper. Yeah. Put it together. <laughs> yeah, put it together. I'm not going to say anything, but he's going to be—he's going to be full of energy. Um, he might be sweating. Hours. He might be sweating. I mean, he's going to be spitting all over the place. Uh, yeah, it should be a show. <laughs> yeah, I am excited. Being in Miami, that feels about right for a Super Bowl. Like that's going to be a real party the whole week. Gronk will be in our lives probably, maybe a little too much for people that don't find him as funny. <laughs> Steve yeah. Harvey, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> The rest of us will enjoy it. It's going to be a fun one. We will do a full breakdown of that. Here's a little fun, though, fact football-wise that I learned today that is not Super Bowl-related. According to ESPN, did you potentially see the list of best rookie classes and who had the, the best? I did not, actually. Would you like to take a gander at who topped out as having the best all-around rookie grades, like as a team? Um. Call me crazy, but is it the Washington Redskins? It is the Washington Redskins. Uh, we have some pretty good rookies. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Which begs the question, did Dan Snyder wake out of a blackout that started in 1999? Because literally since last draft, he seems to be making some pretty damn good decisions. I don't know. Draft, draft went great. Fired mm-hmm. Gruden early in the season to get a head start on his coaching staff. Fired Bruce Allen. Hired Boy. a great head coach. Brought in some great assets. And seems to be doing the right things all of a sudden. It's as if since he bought the team in 1999, he has entered out of a blackout and went, what the fuck is going on here? This is a disaster. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know fully what's going on, but it's like someone bopped him on the head once and just knocked all the stupid out of him. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but so far he's made fantastic decisions. There have been rumors that post-draft, there have been rumors, I don't know if it's true, but there's there's some Lewis Riddick rumors going around about him coming on as GM. I fully support that. I'm a big Lewis Riddick guy. Even if, even if even if we don't bring on Lewis Riddick, regardless, we've done some some very good moves. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it all ends up being. Um, you know, you never know if we start off, you know, two and seven. Is Dan going to lose his mind and then just go back to his own stupid ways? Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope we don't even go two and seven. But if he could just stay out of it, I don't know, live in California and sign checks, that would be ideal. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But but yeah, I mean. People who don't pay attention to football very closely and like to hate on the Redskins, that's fine. They don't realize that we actually do have some really good young talent right now, and things things could go well. They could. They could also crash and burn, but we'll be optimistic. Yeah. Now, this is put together with the help of Pro Football Focus. They were the ones who did kind of all the analytic work. I just saw the article on ESPN today. Um, but, yeah, they had you guys number one, which makes sense because Scary Terry – monster you got great production not you got good production out of haskins for a rookie once he kind of got his feet under him um like he very much looked like he was drowning in those first two games but since then he rebounded and had the he was 12th among quarterbacks in their p or pro football focus grade um after that week nine start which is pretty damn good um terry he had the highest yeah, he had the highest uh, – what was it? He received the highest grade for a rookie wide receiver since Odell Beckham in 2014. Sick. Pretty damn good. Um, Sweat looks good. I kind of forgot that you have the number two pick, which means Chase Young's falling in your lap. I mean, oh. add him to that defensive line. Like, 
I don't want to get too far ahead of it because if somebody's gonna fuck it up, the Redskins definitely like yeah. Slater definitely could fuck this up. Oh yeah. Scary Terry and the scary Redskins, they're looking pretty primed to make a run here in a couple years, maybe. It could be interesting. We could be drafting essentially another Nick Bosa. And <laughs> as we see, that causes issues for your opponent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Um, but yeah, I was very surprised when I saw that today. I was like, oh, we got to bring up that. That's a fun little tidbit to yeah. uh, football segment. <laughs> I didn't know it, but it does not shock me because we did have a lot of really good rookies this year. Yeah, the Jags were second on that list, so there you go. They they came yeah. out as second. Um, ben, ben Shu, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Ben went out pretty well for them as well. Um, yeah. Wrap it all up, though. We got to talk about it. Mystic Mac, Conor McGregor, made his return on Saturday. I bought the fight. Did you buy the fight, or did you see I the bought fight? the fight. I bought the fight. Yes. <laughs> I am somebody who still buys these fights. Yeah, so you buy them all the time. Buy them all the time. I still don't know how this happened. I feel like I might have told this story before, but somehow I grew up in like a strict household as far as what we could consume for entertainment. Violence was usually not uh, something allowed too much. Like I wasn't even allowed to watch like the WWE for a while. But somehow I got around that loophole with the UFC. I don't think my parents fully understood what I was buying. I think they just thought it was like actual wrestling. Um, so I've been a fan for a while. I buy the fights because don't get me wrong. I've done my, I have had my LimeWire days. I have streamed movies illegally, but there is something now. I make a little money. I like to support organizations. They put on great fights. Yeah. You want to see great fights. I like to promote it every once in a while. What a fight. I mean, awesome. <laughs> would you like to start off or <laughs> let's talk about it? Um, I mean, I used to be much more into the UFC um, than I have been in recent years. I think part of that has been Connor not fighting or fighting, you know, prior, previous to this fight. I mean, he had one fight since 2016 and he got his ass kicked. Um, and and Connor generally, Connor will bring me back into the MMA and to the UFC. So I really hope that he continues to fight. I hope he stays motivated. Um, I think one of the big problems with him why he got his ass kicked by Khabib was because, well, first of all, he's coming off of winning $100 million for fighting, fighting Floyd Mayweather. Also, if you watched all the pre-fight um, interviews and stuff before he fought Khabib, he was hammered. <laughs> I don't think he was going through a very good time in life. No. Um, so I think if he had a rematch, I think there's a good chance he'd still lose. But... I, this is just a different Connor. Like after he won, he wasn't like super cocky. He didn't really do the walk. It was just it was it was different Connor. And it, it was and it's also funny how and it, this is probably bad on my part. This is probably a bad quality in me. Um, how all it takes is for Connor to go forty seconds and knock someone out that I completely forget about all the awful things he's done. <laughs> like, yeah, he's the greatest. I love him. I'm back. Like that's not yep. the best quality I have. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. That was going to be part of what I kind of mentioned here in my little spiel. Because um, it is. Like, I I play the back-and-forth mental game on supporting Connor a lot. Like, when Connor yeah. was coming up, my he is, his rise was my favorite rise to watch. And it was probably oh, the most yeah. epic ever. Like, what he did, it's his antics, unfortunately, take away from kind of how great he was. Because yeah. his featherweight rise is arguably one of the greatest rise in the weight to class. Ever. Like he just tore through that. He was great at light weight, but he did. He kind of the fame bug bit him. Yeah. He got oh, yeah. out of control. There's some real kind of nasty shit that's been swept under the rug that 
accusations of things that may or may not be true, but they're still out there. We've talked about them on this show. As much as the UFC and the PR machine wants to kind of swipe those under the rug, he has gone into some really kind of dark shit. Oh, yeah. But as soon as he came out, the Irish thing came in for me. Yeah. Like, I was just excited. I wanted to see him win. It's tough. It's, a t- it's not, as you said, it's not a great personality trait probably on my part or, as you said, like your part as well. But yeah. I'm owning it because I was so excited. Same. Which is probably not great. But he's an electric fighter. I mean, he changed this sport. He brought it to another level. He changed yeah. the game. Like, people now imitate him. Like, Colby Covington is a knockoff, shittier version of McGregor. Like, that's just facts of, like, now guys are doing things that are imitating him. Yes. Imitation is the biggest sign of flattery or whatever that saying is. But that's it. Now, on the actual fight logistics of this, I'm with you. The problem, and you could you put it right on the head. He wasn't going through a great time. He didn't seem focused, and you could see it in the fight. He didn't have his precision. He didn't have his timing down. He was just outmatched. Khabib probably wins if they fight again because wrestlers, they get to dictate fights a lot easier. It's harder to beat a wrestler if you don't have it in your background. But Connor is also one of the best strikers. Yeah, the UFC. takes one. Yeah, he has got a howitzer in that left hand of his, and yeah. his movement is so good. And that's what you saw. You saw a focus. To turn, there was no shit talking in his press conference. Yeah. His coach said, like, this is the most focused I've ever seen him because his coach walked away for a minute because he wasn't and he was going to get himself hurt. But he came in focused. He looks great. He put on the weight healthy. I mean, if he fights, his goal is to fight three times this year. That's one. Could be a very interesting year. <laughs> yeah. And what I liked about it was he didn't even get hit. So I'm like, well, fucking have him fight again in a month. What are we doing? <laughs> He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, and for that reason, I think he's Khabib probably won't be his next fight because Khabib fights in April against Tony Ferguson, which will be a great fight. So he'll probably fight once before that, and then they'll fight if Khabib wins, which I think he probably will against Tony Ferguson. But that isn't an easy fight for him. Yeah, they'll probably fight in the back end. So then it's like, who does he fight next? Is it an Nate Diaz? Is it another guy at the absolute killer weight of Walter? I mean, the Walter weight, the Walter weight division at 170 is loaded with a bunch of killers uh, or does it go down to 155 it'll be interesting god damn is it exciting to have him back <laughs> it's so exciting it really is like i hope he i hope he brings back his his antics that he i didn't like his antics against khabib i mean it was like insane like it was like a little like psychotic but i hope he brings back you know the pre-khabib antics that he had that were just hilarious um and i just hope he can remain focused i mean i i get that it's hard because he's at this point he's so rich he makes so much more than every UFC fighter. So, I mean, I kind of understand how he can lose focus. I, I just hope he can just stay focused and at least until he fights Khabib again. Yeah. I mean, shit, the money thing is, it's not even questioned because the numbers came out and like just guaranteed money. He was making 3 million. Cowboy was making 200 grand. Like yeah, it is exactly. not even close. Um, and this was the, this was a good fight. I, I initially wanted him to fight like a Donald Cerrone first when he came back to get his feet wet, but I actually kind of liked that he went the Khabib route and got his ass kicked because if he had fought Cerrone and won, then there's no way I don't oh. think he'd be as – I think he'd still be kind of on that train. But I think getting his ass whooped, realizing like, oh, shit, like yeah. this isn't good. Like I am on the train wreck disaster because we've all seen this script. We're seeing it with AB right now in a completely different sport. Like he's <laughs> dead or like in much worse scenarios. So like we've all seen this with many athletes, and I think he – Hopefully, has his head on straight and really fights because the UFC special one he is. It is. It's a oh, yeah. different animal altogether. <laughs> I mean, it brought me back. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody's seen it. They did two million pay-per-view buys. Like that's nuts. Yeah, yeah that's that is. Yeah, like Khabib was two point four. He did two million against Donald Cerrone. Um, and here's the other thing too: if he fights like he's been fighting, because the thing is, like, what keeps him motivated? Because he's got two belts. First athlete in the UFC to have two belts simultaneously. We all know this stuff. Yeah. I think it is just to kind of. I think he saw the baddest motherfucker belt out there i think he sees all these dudes as he alluded to kind of being mouthy out there i think the motivation is just to go in and smack some fools that have been like that match them stylistically and that's going to be a really fun connor to watch like that's yeah. going to be a fun shit talking fun fighting like i just want to go in my motivation is just to smack these fools for respect <laughs> i mean let's hope because i mean the ufc i mean it's literally 10 times better when connor's involved it's, it's just not even close <laughs> oh it's I don't know. I am so happy. And as you said, it was awesome. not great. We, just, we just flew past it. But, oh, man, it is. It's so much fun. I get it. If you want to hate on it, do you. I, I completely That's understand. Fine. I understand. Reasons, but I'm still tuning in. I still am just like, oh, man, just turn it around. Be good. <laughs> be a good yeah. father. Be a good fighter. Let's keep it clean, and it'll yeah, be let's, let's not, you know, abuse alcohol and whatever else. Um oh. Yeah, there were definitely other substances. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he was out of his mind. I mean, he yeah, was, Joey Diaz. I think it was on Real Rogan. I want to say I'm going to say allegedly here because I, I don't have crystal clear, but I believe he alluded to some white powder being involved. Oh, I'm like sure. sure that could possibly. It sure happen. looked like it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, a focus Connor is a scary Connor because, like we said, that howitzer in his left hand, that timing and precision. Ooh, baby, that's a good one. Yeah, he gets board. gritty. Leaves the pretty to his female. So, all righty. That's about all we got here. You got any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, no, you, you kind of mentioned it there in your talk there, but uh, AB, uh, AB may have to go to jail. Um, but this, yeah. guy's, this guy's crazy. I mean, I don't like how you just like it. Well, there's the recent developments, but then that whole thing with the video of, uh, you know, him, I mean, just him thinking, you know, he could just live above the law, do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, I'm just getting so tired of that guy. Like, something needs to happen. You can't act like that. <laughs> it's sad, but you, you cannot act like that. It was super sad. And that was kind of my final note. It was going to lump it in with the Delonte West video that came out. Oh, that's awful, too. Yeah. It's like, look, you can't help people who don't want help. There yes. are some things you can do with people who have like mental illnesses and, and get in the way. And I think we – I mean, I don't want to say – it seems to me – I am not a doctor or anything, but it does seem like there's probably something going on upstairs with AB. There's definitely something going on with Delonte West. It is unfortunate – that there isn't, there doesn't seem to be a bigger effort on the organizational structure of the NFL, NBA, for example. I think the NBA will probably handle this pretty well because they seem to be better than the NFL. But it's like yeah. these guys do a lot in fame, football, especially with the head injuries. It does change the chemistry. It's not the whole reason, but it does change it. I would <laughs> like to see them try to be involved a little bit more. The players' organization, something, because. This is going down to – he's got young kids. Like this is some shit I don't want to see on the news where this goes real tragic, which it already sort of is. He's locked in his house I think the last I saw. Like yeah. it's not a good situation. Not at all. Um, I mean yeah, there's a warrant out for his arrest now. Um, it's – and the whole Delonte West thing, it's sad. I mean a lot of times you have to think like these people, their sports are their life. You take it away from them and uh, you're going to get like maybe the real them and realize that some of these – you know, they're, they're normal people too. They also have – problems so yeah they yeah. suffer from the same shit your average joe suffers from exactly. but it's almost hyped up even more because of the way the lifestyle that they've been living and the you can almost i won't say for certain with everything but like a lot of it like 
especially with athletes, you can push off a lot of problems and just focus on your craft and yeah. all that shit. When that goes away and that's all you are, that doesn't number on you too. Never mind like the lifestyle that tends to lead to some substance abuses and other things. And it's, it's a slippery soap and it's sad. It is sad to see. And I hope they both get the help. I hope if AB has friends out there, they step in, family steps in, the NFL steps in to try to help. Cause it's, this is, we've seen this script before and it usually does not end pretty. Exactly. Getting very ugly there. All right, that'll do it for us on a happy note there. <laughs> we'll be back next week, but it needs to be said. It needs to be talked yep. about. Um, we will see you all next week. Peace. Later.